You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selick. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. Today's episode, I have my friend Steve West here. He is the uh, chair of West Music Company and has built a interesting and dynamic uh, music business that affects people in Iowa and across the world. Now, Tom, I use you as the poster child is <laughs> when, I talk, when I speak about this because it doesn't matter how well you play. It is what you get out of it. If it's just a transaction, that doesn't last very long and you're on to the next thing. What we are trying to do is create a customer for life. Uh, Play now, play for life is our motto, uh, and uh, we really are trying to do that on on an everyday basis. You know, it's a real education to watch you out. So stick around, we'll be right back. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, providing full-service banking and trust services to businesses and consumers, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Well, welcome. Um... I'm excited today. This is our fourth podcast, and I have a longtime friend of mine here, Steve West, who grew up in Iowa City with me. He is actually one year older than I am, but we are contemporaries and have known each other for a long time and been involved in business. Um, He doesn't know this, but I often refer to Steve as the Kirk Ferentz of the music business, (laughs) and people will joke about that, um, but this goes back to the, um, back in the about 2004, we wanted to bring Richard Florida here to talk about his book, The Rise of the Creative Class. I, I was the person who first started that, and I said, you know, if back then Kirk Ferent had turned the Iowa football program around, they were a national power, and the, it made no sense. How, how can a guy in Iowa City, Iowa, at the University of Iowa, build this into a national program? And that's how I feel about West Music. West Music... I don't. I, I tend to exaggerate some, but it is is maybe the most unique, I guess in a way, the most successful or the most I- interesting retail music store in America or maybe the world. So, again, we can discuss that some, but that that is the background. So I see Steve and Kirk as sort of similar in the sense that they have built uh, a very successful program, and it's not just obviously Steve himself or Kirk himself, but uh, a program. So anyway. We'll talk about that. So, Steve, why don't you tell us, um, th- there's some confusion now in my life. What do you do? What is your role at West Music Company? Uh, Tom, first of all, thank you for that very gracious uh, introduction. <laughs> I don't know that I'm worthy of such an introduction, but uh, what I do is uh, I'm semi-retired, and and uh, I do what I like to do, and I still am involved in business, and uh, and that's the way I like it, and that's the way my wife likes it because I'm not at home all the time. So it, it's, uh, it's been really been a wonderful ride for me. Uh, been in Iowa City all of my life, uh, though I do a little traveling along the sides uh, because I like to do that, and also it's part of the business side of it. But we have literally, you and I have grown up together as Iowa City and the corridor has grown up together, and uh, it's been a great ride. And I'm very proud to be a 
Corridorian, Iowa City, and Coravillian, and whatever else I might be. Well, we'll just discuss that more. Steve is clearly the all, all the people I know the person who is the strongest believer in the corridor: Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Marion, Coraville corridor. So, uh, well, let's talk back to West Music Company. Um, since you're semi-retired, uh, who runs the show, and uh, what's going on at West Music Company? Well, I'm very pleased that uh, I've had the, the privilege of having a number of people work with me for a number of years. Uh, and so currently the president uh, and CEO is Robin Walenta, who uh, Robin and I have worked together for 37 years, uh, and she's been the uh, CEO for the last, I think, 12 or 13 years while I became the lowly chairman. Uh, my son, Ryan, uh, came back from the East Coast uh, about 13 years ago, and he is the senior executive VP, and then we've got a wonderful senior media management group. Uh, many of them, again, have been with me for 15 to 25 years, and some of them are much younger. Uh, and uh, so that's they're doing a great job, and I kind of do what I assume a chairman should do and kind of stay out of the way a little bit, but give some encouraging advice every once in a while. Well, good. So how many employees do you have here in Corville? Is your main location? Only It's probably... As far as operations? Uh, that is correct. That is the headquarters uh, on 1212 Fifth Street. We also have a fulfillment center out on the west side of Coraville. And between those two, uh, we probably have about 120 people. In addition to that, we have seven other retail locations or six other lo retail locations throughout Iowa and, or eastern Iowa and uh, Des Moines as well as uh, in the Quad Cities. One thing about West Music Company I learned over the years was your connection internationally. I don't know if that was started by you or your father, but um, I asked my friend Vern Nelson, who I think works with you as on the, your board, and maybe it started in Germany. Uh, he had connections in Germany trying to find products, uh, but then you've been involved with things in Japan. I know the flute business was a Japanese deal with China. Archie, to tell us about this international connection, it's as I understand, do you buy their products? Is that that the key? We buy, but we also sell uh, because uh, there's a thing called the internet, Tom. That is very, uh, <laughs> you know, you you can you you your market is accessible to everybody else in the world, but everybody else's market is accessible to you. So uh, we do uh, sell uh, increasingly overseas, but primarily we are importers. Uh, and it started shortly after I got involved in the business uh, in the mid-70s, uh, realized we needed to diversify the company uh, in addition to just being a local music store, which was doing just fine. Uh, and uh, first time, I actually, I went to Japan in the mid-70s uh, to find uh, a potential flute maker. Uh, my father, uh, Pearl, uh, had a lot of expertise in the area of making flutes. And... Uh, so, but and we were making flutes literally in the basement of our house as I was growing up. Uh, but we, it wasn't. We didn't have the capacity, nor did we have quite the finished product that was as as marketable and sellable in the U.S. as I felt we needed. So that was the first time. It was uh, in the mid '70s. We continue to uh, be the distributor. The name of the company is Miyazawa. Um, we have continued to be their distributor for the last uh, forty-five years, forty-four years. Uh, they just uh, just celebrated their 50th anniversary as a company. We were there in Japan this summer and uh, been there many a time. 
They're great friends, great trading partners, uh, and a longtime associates. And uh, we're, we're now the distributor for Miyazawa uh, for North America and South America, as well as uh, Sankyo, which is another high-end professional-made flute, and several others, a German piccolo called Homig, and a, a British-designed uh, flute called Trevor James or TJ. So we have continued to grow that side of the business and uh, have developed an expertise that we can compete on a national, international basis. Oh, good. Now, one time I was told that uh, even supply, I mean, that pianos, things to the to New York City, Radio City, Music Hall or someplace, you're, you have a Steinway connection, Steinway Piano and West Music Company are partners, shall we say? Well, we are. Uh, in the case of Steinway, uh, we are the uh, Steinway uh, dealer uh, for the state of Iowa. Uh, actually, what we sold into New York were Celestes or Celestas, uh, that were uh, that are made in Germany, and we distributed those uh, throughout the United States. So it all depends on a particular, very narrow category. I mean, our our expertise is uh, is find a category and then try to be the best in it as anyone, uh, and that could be not only local but national, and could be international, and then try to dominate as much as possible with again the expertise of our staff. Uh, it all gets back to people. Yeah. Well, one time you shared with me an article, it's been a long time ago, effect of music on children. As as we grew up, uh, I was more of a sportsy guy, playing football, basketball, tennis, had no musical background, where you were a music guy. But uh, you've taught me that we all need balance. So with my with my children, they we had them take take piano and cello, and and uh, which has been a major impact in their life. But um, you might talk about that, the uh, the positive things about having music as a child. This has been an important development, I think, in research and science uh, within my lifetime, and I, I hope I've played a very positive role in that. Uh, everybody that gets involved in music, uh, or almost everyone, uh, I think everyone, realizes that there's something special that happens. Uh, I still play in the community band. Uh, I should play more, but life gets in, involved and, and gets you going in different directions. But Music is great for young people. It helps in the development of, of, of the brain, the neuron firing patterns. Uh, there's been a lot of research in the last 30 years. I was involved in the uh, founding of the uh, International uh, Research Group for uh, investigating how music can have a positive effect, not only for the very young and, and uh uh, age, school-age children, but also at all ages. And indeed, what's really happened is that many, many more seniors are getting more involved in playing music uh, at a later la uh, later in life, uh, so that they can really find that socialization that uh, music can bring uh, locally or regionally. We've got, I think, four different New Horizons. Uh, bands are actually more than that in four or five different cities. Average age participation is 75, I'm going to guess. So it's, it really cuts uh, through all age groups. It is particularly important for learning patterns, discipline, all kinds of other developments uh, in your early ages, but it certainly brings a lot of fun, peace, socialization, uh, and confidence as you get older as well. So it really cuts across all age spectrums, and it's been a really a, an important part of my life. And uh, 
I've always been hooked on music, shall we say. I didn't really have much choice, obviously, growing <laughs> up in a, in a, you know, in a household that uh, had a music store. But uh, I've had what I call the goosebumps on the back of my neck uh, that I think everybody that plays either them, by themselves or in a group that, that uh, really changes one's view on life and what they're doing at the present time. Uh, so I'm, I'm rather proactive and uh, believe in music and, and the power of music. Well, I tried to catch up, you know, about, I don't know, it's probably been 10, 15 years ago, Kelly Hayworth and I and two others started taking piano lessons at West Music. There were group yeah. lessons there, and uh, I have not progressed very well. I think I started too late, or I've lacked the talent. I see my, my grandchildren now, are they're into music, same thing, piano, cello, violin, and my 12-year-old grandson who plays the piano is, he can play. He can play, and he memorizes stuff. I'm still in book three, you know, so I think um, I, could, I, I started late, but we should, we're still doing it. We have a lesson now. Uh, Tomorrow, I group clients tell the lessons together. We try to trying to get develop some skills. Now, Tom, I use you as the poster child is <laughs> when I talk when I speak about this because it doesn't matter how well you play; it is what you get out of it. So, as you know, you don't have to be an expert in playing in the case of music as long as you're enjoying it, you're concentrating, you're getting that brain activity and, and, and socialization. Uh, I know you and Kelly have a pretty good time with those piano lessons, don't you? Yes, we do. And uh, so, you know, it doesn't matter how that you have to be an expert. You know, I think adults are the worst critics, and, 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 and sometimes people say, well, I don't play well enough, so I think I'll quit. Well, no, you, if you play well enough to enjoy it, that's all you have to do. Yeah, the problem I have is this two-hands thing. I mean, I can play the right hand of a song, and... And the left hand of playing them together is still a problem for me. But working on that, but you know, if I had more time, but still, I'm still hooked on it, and yeah, I think it's good for me. Plus, uh, at some point, I'll retire, I guess, and I will play more, I think, and try to improve my skills. But I do believe there's a God-given talent too that's part of this somewhere in music. That's not just a matter of practicing. But anyway, it's been a, a positive thing for me. Okay, let's talk about again in your business. Um, I'm piano sales. Uh, there are fewer p retail stores than I was selling pianos. Are, are you the only one left now? No, no, we're not the only one left. Though we, we do handle, as I uh, mentioned earlier, a Steinway for the state. We also are the Yamaha uh, dealers. And the, between those two major manufacturers, global manufacturers, uh, they probably represent 80% uh, of the uh, overall production or sales uh, or their, thereabouts in the world. Uh, very important uh, relationships, uh, and it takes a very specialized, again, set of uh, experiences and, and, and a team to be able to sell those type of products, performance pianos, as well as uh, consumer pianos. The piano business is changing, uh, as everything is uh, in retail. Uh, electronic uh, instruments uh, uh, have had an impact on that, uh, the size of homes, uh, all those other things have had an impact on the actual uh, piano itself. Uh, though there are new technology, there's a lot of new technology uh, that includes uh, silent pianos. You can take a regular piano and make it silent, so you don't have to, uh, to uh, have everybody in the neighborhood hear you or whatever. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a changing market, uh, but it's still a very very important part of the educational process, music education process. Uh, at all levels, uh, whether it be an elementary or 
university levels as well as homes. Well, before we move off from the music business, uh, you have a strong commitment in history of working with K through 12 schools. Uh, I, am, I know in the state of Iowa you have, but I was told that you do a catalog that is mailed to, I was told, maybe every grade school in America or something. Is that, is that even possible? It, well, it is very possible. Uh, I don't know that we go to everyone, but it's uh, 95% perhaps. Uh, well, this is, let's get back, let's, that goes back to the mid-70s. Uh, I was in the business. I'd been there for four or five years. There was a, uh, a, the first of uh, several major agricultural uh, crises, uh, and quite frankly, uh, the success of our business at that time was very, very local and regional, and our success was dependent almost as much as what the price of corn or hogs were uh, as it was how well we were doing. So I knew we had to diversify because I wanted to be able to surround myself with people that were really skilled. They needed to get paid. We needed to be doing more business. We needed to diversify so we didn't have the peaks and valleys that we had at the time. So the first thing we did is I went to Japan, and, and we started importing the flutes and, and developing that area. The second thing I, I've, I learned about a... Uh, a teaching method for really for elementary uh, schools called the ORF uh, method. Uh, Karl Orff in Germany Germany had perfected that prior to World War II, and uh, it was quite profound uh, in in getting kids involved and developing a base of knowledge that they could take anywhere uh, in their music education, but really in their education in in general. So I started to. I uh, brought in a clinician that would that would help train uh, our local teachers. Uh, some of them were already using some of the course. We expanded upon that. We developed a catalog, and the first catalog we went to the seven surrounding states around Iowa, and uh, it was a black and white catalog. And and we got more business, and that was exciting. And then little by little, we just added to it. So now it's about a, I think it's about a 225 page four color uh, catalog goes to by far the majority of the elementary schools. Many American schools overseas uh, um, are also customers uh, of that. So it is something that we've developed a, a tremendous staff with a lot of knowledge. It's really not a catalog. It's more of a reference guide of what is, uh, what's appropriate for what age uh, in your classroom or whatever. And instead of having just someone taking the orders, we really have consultants, which are elementary music teachers, have been in the classroom. You call up, you want... Uh, some advice of what what is the next thing they should have or they want to do such and such in the classroom, what do you recommend? And so we do a lot of that coaching uh, and mentoring as well as just selling product and services. So uh, it is an important part, a very important part of our business, and uh, uh, we we do something like 70 different educational courses uh, in ORF and Kodai uh, and world drumming uh, throughout the United States uh, each year. Uh, and so it, it is training the teachers as, so the teachers can be even more effective and, and, and better in bringing music to the child in, the, in that individual classroom. So it's, we're pretty passionate about that, and that's an yeah. important part of our business. It's amazing. Well, let's talk about your family a little bit. You and your wife, Vicki, have been married a long, long time. I think you have a Three children, several grandchildren. Now give us a rundown of that, how that fits together. Well, yes, uh, we've. I think this is maybe our fifty-second year of marriage. Uh, we have three children. Uh, Andy's the oldest. He's currently living in Madrid, but normally lives in north of Boston. Uh, 
Um, and uh, he has two grandchildren, uh, Alden and, and uh, Pearl. Um, and named after, my granddaughter's named after my father, which is another whole <laughs> other long story we won't cover. Uh, and uh, my daughter, Megan, uh, lives in Brooklyn and works in uh, New York with, for Facebook. Um, and my uh, youngest son, Ryan, who's been back in the business for 13 years, is now 40, I think, and uh, and uh, is senior executive uh, vice president, and he's got two wonderful children along with Amanda, his wife, and uh, that's Eva and River, and they're three and one, and they're active as can be, and it's wonderful to have them local. So uh, we're having a great time, and uh, uh, something about those grandkids uh, yeah. <clears throat> keeps you young. Well, I know that um, Amanda's are a famous person in the corridor. Amanda Styron was one of the people who you know, really created EntreFest and helped bring Richard Florida here, and I'm great that they're, they're together. Uh, now, we grew up at, at City High. I hate to tell people back in the old days there was just one high school in Iowa City, but that's how, how it was. Uh, you know, the one th- there was always this rumor that um, there were some high school students at City High who were driving around Iowa City downtown uh, shooting out streetlights. Uh, they're laying in the back of the car, shooting a, some sort of a pellet gun, and she has to realize, are you familiar with that story at all? Well, the fact that you have so much insight about this, you must have been involved. Okay? <laughs> but no, I have no idea about this. Uh, you know, it, it sounds like something some high school know. kids in the long, long time ago would have possibly done. Now, I don't know if most of your listeners know that Tommy, you were a star quarterback for the Little Hawks. Star would be an exaggeration, but I was the quarterback, and I did start. But yeah, so so it's uh, it's been a long time ago. So, well, good. Um, Let's talk about some of the things um, your leadership in the music business. I'd lose track of all this. You've been involved both statewide, nationally, internationally uh, in providing leadership. Can you just run down some of the highlights of that? Your involvement in the these various music groups, I get confused what they all are. But uh, Sometimes I did, too. Uh, well, uh, it, I believe in getting involved, uh, you know, whether it be uh, on your local, regional, national, international side of it. But on, in the music business, it's a fairly small group. Uh, uh, we have several different groups. Uh, I've been fortunate to be the president or chairman of uh, most of them over the years. Uh, getting involved, uh, you give, but you also learn a lot while you're doing that. And I think a lot of my development came from being involved and active in these state groups uh, on the statewide level. Uh, I was one of the co-founders of the Iowa Alliance for Arts Education, which is still going very, very strong, which is an advocate for arts education in our schools here in Iowa. Uh, they've done some marvelous work and continue to do that. On a national scene, I was involved in the National Association of uh, School Music Dealers. Uh, again, a small group that, that goes out, calls on and helps uh, schools throughout the United States uh, have kids get started, uh, recruit and retain kids in, in music programs. And then one of the really fun things was the uh, being the chairman of the International Music Products Association. Uh, and that, was, uh, that is the largest group uh, for the international uh, music industry. Uh, we just had a convention last week in California. I think 115,000 attended, but it's truly the international mm. show. And, and so being involved in that and, and getting to know the people around the world and trying to spread the, the importance of 
good practice, not only in the retail and manufacturing level, but also uh, it's been a very important advocate for music and music education and participation uh, as far as, as well as funding research in this area. So I think we've helped to move the needle a little bit on accessibility to music and the importance of what music can do to one's life. So that's been an important part of what and, I'm trying and to And Robin, your CEO, she's been the president of the National Music Group too, is that right? Yes, exactly right. First we're, female? We're, was that uh, right? The very first female. She uh, just uh, re- retired uh, last year. Uh, I think we're maybe the only group, uh, the only company in America that has had two chairmen of uh, the uh, International Association uh, within 15 years of each other, and I'm extremely proud. She was the first female and did an outstanding job and uh, and really uh, took the, the association uh, to another level, both internationally and domestically. Well, let's talk about the corridor. You know, as you know, back in in the early 2000s, when we brought Richard Florida here, uh, one of the Florida's theories was that the key was regions grow, not towns. It was a, he emphasized that maybe an example is Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, Coralville, Marion. They should try to work together closely. And I, I supported that for a while, and I sort of wore out, but you've continued on. But uh, uh, talk about your involvement, things that I know of. You're on the Eastern Iowa Airport Commission now, which I think is an exciting thing. Orchestra Iowa and the Symphony. You've been a leader in that for forever. Uh, Kirkwood Community College. I know you've been very generous there. Been on the, I think the foundation board. Been the president of that. Um, ICAD. I know you were, even were a banker once. You're on the the uh, bank board of Iowa State Bank and then Mid- Midwest one. But tell us about your your belief in the corridor. Why you think it's important and you know your your commitment. Well. It, it kind of goes back to my basic philosophy is is that uh, no matter how good you are, uh, you're better by sharing ideas and working with others. And and so uh, the corridor is a very important part. I've, I have tried to serve on boards and commissions that reach across the corridor. Uh, I, think, I think I've been on the uh, Kirkwood Foundation, the Community College Foundation, uh, for 30 I don't know, 37, 38 years. Uh, it was just getting started. It's the community college system in Iowa is a tremendous asset. Obviously, it has a footprint not only in in Iowa City and in uh, Cedar Rapids, but in the seven surrounding counties altogether. Uh, very important to the long term viability and education of the total population here uh, in Eastern Iowa. Uh, the reason I got involved, or I, I was uh, pleased to get involved with the Eastern Iowa uh, Airport, uh, better known as Fly CID, uh, well, it is such an important gateway, uh, and I'm so proud of what they've been able to accomplish in not only the renovation to the airport, but it is a very well-managed ma- and run uh, asset or entrance to uh, the corridor, and really will have long-term effect on the viability of the corridor and business climate, as well as being able to come here, live here, enjoy here. And when you want to get out, there's an easy access to the outside world, and, and, and I think uh, CID is doing a wonderful job on that. The, we are better together, working together, than individually. Uh, I think each of the communities within the corridor are unique and have different strengths and weaknesses. We all have to find what our strengths are, but we've got to surround ourselves and fill in for our weaknesses. And it's a global market out there, 
and we can't do it by ourselves, any of the individual community, communities within the corridor, so we've got to really work together. Uh, sometimes that may not feel good, but we, in the long term, it's <laughs> always the best idea. Yeah, I do want to give that plug back to the airport. Uh, when I think about the future of this area, and Marty Lentz and Pam Hinman are as good as there is anywhere leading an, right, an airport, and there's no debt there, and if you fly airplane on rides, you have to go through Cedar Rapids because they make money off the, that ridership. So we want to encourage everyone to uh, fly on Cedar Rapids, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, again, they fly through Cedar Rapids. They've got increasing number of, con- uh, of, uh, of flights going, I think, to 13, 14 uh, different uh, locations. And it is important for us to support it because as soon as our ridership this year, uh, I think our ridership's up double digits, uh, which is quite uh, unique for many airports, regional airports. Uh, and the more flights that we fill, the more flights we get and, and more opportunities to fly other places. So it's really, uh, it's really, shall we say, growing very, very nicely together. And of course, I agree, the staff is uh, extraordinary and uh, very, very competent. Yeah. Okay, well, back on local leadership, too, we talked about the corridor, but you've been involved with the Iowa City New Rotary Club, uh, I think Sunrise Optimist, uh, New Horizons Band, the Community Band. Uh, um, yeah, now you're one of the founders, I think, of the Iowa City Chamber Leadership Program, which was created many years ago. Oh, yes. That's one of the things you did, and you've been involved in the chamber. Uh, uh, tell us about those uh, your local leadership and then well, well, yeah, the, yeah, being yeah, a fundraiser well, yeah well, i do a little of that too well you know it, what's what's difficult for uh, an entrepreneur business person is how do you divide up your time and and time is the ultimate limitation of of who you are and what you can get done so uh i think it's important you've got to you know the, the problem on all these getting involved on on the local area as well as in your business and regionally and, and nationally and whatever, is that how do you split that up between your family time and, uh, and, and the business and all the other things that go on in life? And, and I'm not sure I was perfect on this one. I think my, I probably shorted my, my family uh, in, during those critical times because I did get involved and I felt passionate about many things that I wanted to get involved in. On the local level, uh, Giving back to the community is important. If if you don't do it, who else is going to do it? And and I think that uh, very, people with in business have certain traits that are very important for the community to help get involved and to help solve and and drive the com- uh, drive the communities forward. So I think you have to spend some time doing that. But then you've got to look at the state level. I mean that's something that also needs some attention. And then. You split your time in traveling and uh, and on the national level, and and sometimes, you know, it's it's it is a seventy dollar it's seventy hour week, and that's kind of what happened for most of my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know you've got lots of uh, recognition over the years. Uh, uh, the Junior Achievement Business Hall of Fame, you were inducted into that, and the Old Campus Sertoma Club, you got the Man- Service of Mankind Award, and really, it's both you and Vicky, I think, for all these things, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Distinguished Alumni Service Award from the University of Iowa. I know you've been a, a big supporter of the arts, but both the School of Music and Hanser were, uh, I think, a fundraiser with Jane Donner on that on the, those projects. So um, that's pretty pretty amazing. And also you've been very generous donating to things, uh, supporting both money and musical st- stuff, shall we say, uh, over the years. So um, 
I guess it's worked out, right? Well, it has. Uh, it's it, it. Fortunately, we are able to give back, and uh, and again, we live here. So, w- where should you invest? Well, you know, what's more important? I've, I've got grandkids here. We better really have a great educational system because they they've got to figure out how to compete and and grow up in this world. Uh, and uh, obviously, the arts and music are very, uh, very near and dear to my heart uh, because I think they can have a profound effect on anyone that either sits in a seat and listens, but also sits on the stage and plays uh, in whatever level they, they choose to do so. So, yeah, I think you have to give back. It's, our community is important. It's a competitive world. We, got, we have to bring more people in to share the excitement uh, and the opportunities and, and the resources we have here in the region. Uh, and that's going to be our future. And I think uh, our future is still very bright because we have people that are giving back and care to give back. And I think business, the business community has to continue to lead and do those things as well because if we don't do it, who will and who has some of the insights that we have uh, in our daily lives? Yeah, well, I can't agree more. I think also as far as back in the old Florida theory, one thing he encouraged was diversity. I think you've been a leader in that, trying to attract people and make them feel comfortable. The music scene helps on that. So Very much so. I think we made progress and continue to make more, I think. The, the town, the area yeah. gets more and more diverse, I think, and that's an asset to the whole area. Very much so, and I think music can be a leader in that area. We, I'm very excited about a brand-new program that was just launched this year uh, uh, in Iowa City uh, called El Sistema, which is a, uh, a spinoff of a, a program that was uh, developed in the barrios of, of Venezuela about 30 years ago. We just started our first uh, first class of, uh, I think there are 11 uh, children at Hills Elementary, uh, and it is for diverse populations to be involved and, and get involved early on. Uh, it's a free program for the, the participants. It's an after-school program. It's just getting started. I almost probably shouldn't be talking about it, but I know it's going to be successful because <laughs> I, I've heard in the first month the kids are already playing and doing very well. I think the arts and specifically music can be a leader in, in, in encouraging diversity uh, and participation from a much broader population. Well, good. well, before we wrap up, let's talk about a little bit about the future of retail. I know those of us in business, us, like us the bankers, we worry, worry about what's happening so we all know that there's Amazon out there and people buying off the internet, uh, but retail businesses like yours need to compete both you know, with their stores and the internet. So how do you see that situation now? What's the future? What's, what's your advice to people out there who may be operating a retail business? Well, Tom, uh, you and I are about the same age, and we may not be – our crystal ball might be a little cloudy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on retail, I mean, I p- people are going to buy things. In our business, uh, a lot of our business is built around relationships, relationships with uh, beginning students, relationship with the teachers, the educators, uh, people looking for advice and that type of thing. So that's a very important part of our business. We Anything we sell or we, we can rent, uh, we service everything. We've got 18 very specialized technicians that fix things. 
We have well over 100 teachers uh, teaching lessons uh, on, a, on a weekly basis. So we try to break down. It's not a transaction. It's a relationship. And we try to do the same thing on we're very much on the web. We have a, a, a very uh, modern, up-to-date uh, fulfillment center on the west side of Coralville. Uh, you know, 70% of our business uh, uh, roughly uh, is not in the state of Iowa, though we are. We want to be known in the state of Iowa as your local music dealer. We can provide all those services. We do take a great deal of pride of, of being able to provide those local services, but we also want to expand out and try to give those kinds of relationship selling to those teachers, educators, and even on the internet, our websites and that type of thing. We're working very, very hard to add value to the relationship, not just making it a transaction. I think transaction retailing uh, is could be a, a spiral to the bottom uh, from a standpoint of pricing. You have to be somewhat unique. You've got to be able to build something, a product, or more importantly, backing that product up with a unique service uh, that will allow that uh, buyer uh, what, at whatever level they are to really enjoy the product that they're buying. If it's just a transaction, that doesn't last very long and you're on to the next thing. What we, we want, are trying to do is create a customer for life. Uh, play now, play for life is our motto, uh, and uh, we really are trying to do that on an everyday basis. You know, it's a real education to watch you op operate and your success, but well, I think the the people now understand why I refer to you as the Kirk Ferentz of the music business. Uh, <laughs> you might be smarter than Kirk. I don't know. That's a possibility here. But uh, so <laughs> no, that that would be totally incorrect. <laughs> totally incorrect. Well, it's a real success story. Well, uh, thanks for uh, taking time with us. And um, I know a bunch of us uh, old guys get together for dinner about once a month, and we try to solve the world's problems. We have, of course, no no purpose and no agenda, but. I'll see you next week for that, too. So, <laughs> okay. Steve, thanks a lot for being um, our guest today at the CBJ. Thanks, Tom. Uh, it's been my privilege. Thank you. Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. This Corridor Business Journal podcast is produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal. <laughs>